Hello and welcome to Stories from India, a podcast where we talk about myths, legends and folk tales from India. I am your host Narad Muni and I'm a mythological character myself. I have the gift of eternal life and knowledge of the past, the present and the future. By profession, I'm a traveling musician and a storyteller. So the way I'm doing my job is by podcast. In this episode, we are going to continue the story of the Mahabharat. Here's what we have covered so far. Emperor Shantanu of Hastinapur and the river goddess Ganga had married and had children. Shantanu was not very happy though because after drowning his first 7 children Ganga had taken the eighth one away from him she had promised to return but neglected to say when and that left Shantanu waiting for years while Shantanu was waiting for a child to be returned he adopted twin babies Kripa and creepy who were found abandoned in the forest finally after years of waiting and staring at the river shantanu spotted something unusual happening with the ganga the ganga's flow had been walled off with a dam of arrows he saw a young boy who appeared to be responsible for this If so, this boy needed to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the fastest construction of a dam. We'll continue the story right at this point. Shantanu approached the youth standing by the bank of the mighty river Ganga. Well, right at that moment, it certainly wasn't mighty and technically it wasn't even a river anymore because the river was dammed off by a wall of arrows shantanu stared at the oddly familiar face of the youth did you do this he asked yes sir said the boy without even an attempt to hide his pride single handedly asked Shantanu surprised that a boy that young could achieve something like this by himself well technically not said the boy i mean i had to use both my hands have you ever tried using a bow with just one hand i suppose i could try with my mouth he swiftly pulled an arrow out of his quiver with just his mouth and positioned it quickly on his bow wait wait said shantanu but the boy had already shot his arrow the arrow hit the dam of arrows which collapsed immediately releasing the river now that i did single handedly said the boy who are you anyway i'm not supposed to talk to strangers 
I should ask you that question, said Shantanu. I am the emperor of this land. And do you have a permit to build a dam here? Of course I do, replied the boy. May I see the paperwork? asked Shantanu. Surprised, because any paperwork for dam building should have gone through his office first. I don't have any paperwork, said the boy. But I have permission from the river itself. Here she is. You can ask her yourself. Shantanu whirled around and saw that Ganga was walking towards them. She had on the same smile when she first accepted his proposal. But it was also the same smile she had on when she drowned their first seven children. Shantanu was surprised. Ganga hadn't aged a day, which in retrospect, he should have expected from a goddess. On the other hand, Shantanu had aged incredibly. This was going to be a very brief meeting. No pleasantries, no hugs, no, you look just like I remember you, comments. Ganga simply said, I can't stay long. I'm just here to deliver the boy. Shantanu, meet your son. His name is Devrat. And Devrat, meet your father, Shantanu. Not quite as dramatic as the Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker introduction in Star Wars. Shantanu had stewed in resentment over not being able to do typical father-son stuff like teaching his boy the rules of cricket or riding a bike or taking him hunting. Ganga appeared to have forgotten her next lines. So she brought out a fully checked off to-do list. She continued, His education is complete. He studied the Vedas from sage Vashisht, the same one who fought Vishwamitra from the Ramayana episode 16, Rishi vs. Rishi, Uncivil War. Devrat is skilled in all the weapons. In battle, he's like Indra himself. He knows all of the weapons that Ram himself knew. You know, Ram from the Ramayana. What's more, Devrat also knows all of his royal duties. He's in fact even contributed to the latest edition of the Emperor's Handbook. What more could you ask for? Now, I must go. You know how to get in touch with me. Do I? asked Shantanu. I didn't mean you, said Ganga, coldly. Devrat, let me know if you need anything. I'm going to miss you lots. She gave her son a nice warm hug. Remember what I told you earlier? It's all up to you now. Ganga soon disappeared. 
and Shantanu could finally have a heart-to-heart talk with his son. But he didn't know where to begin. And that was awkward. Maybe he could start with some icebreaker questions. His HR minister was always insisting on starting every meeting with some icebreakers. So, Devrat, which one do you like more? Watching cricket or playing cricket? You mean those insects? Asked the boy. You know, even though I've heard them chirping in the evenings, I've never actually seen one. And how do you play them? Shantanu was horrified. What kind of a childhood did this poor kid have? He said, We must correct this error ASAP. Let's go to the palace now. I'll radio ahead to have the pitch ready. They went back to the palace, where Shantanu himself oversaw the boy's education of cricket. Once Shantanu had verified that this boy was indeed as skillful as he had hoped, he declared the boy his heir. The other ministers, the court and the entire public were very happy at the news. Despite Devrath being a complete stranger, public opinion was almost a conviction that any functioning adult would be qualified to rule this empire better than the incumbent who had spent years staring at a river. Over time, Devrath justified their trust. During court proceedings, during minor skirmishes at the border, and in the sports arena. Cricket aside, people realized that they had never seen as skillful a marksman. He also seemed to have an incredibly diverse array of weapons. Shantanu was certainly happier than ever before. He no longer spent all his time staring at the river he could finally return to doing what he thought he was born to do. Hunting. If you thought administrative duties, he had simply delegated a lot of those to Devrat now. On one particular hunting trip, Shantanu was by the banks of the Yamuna, the other great river in India. While chasing a deer, He stopped suddenly. He had smelled something. A fragrance. His first instinct was, when did deer start wearing perfume? He had never smelled anything like it before. It may be a new line of designer perfume. He decided to investigate. After playing a bit of warm and cold, he finally found the source. It was not a deer. It was a woman who was sitting by the riverbank, next to a boat. She was beautiful, there was no doubt about it. 
As soon as he saw her, he was reminded of his father's dying words. His father had told him of a beautiful girl by the river bank whom he should accept as his partner without asking any questions. To be sure, he thought his father had said the river was the Ganga and this lady here was sitting by the Yamuna. But maybe he was misremembering. Besides, when he thought his father had meant the Ganga, look at the tragedy it had led to. Sure, he had his son now, but at what price? Seven children drowned, a painful separation from his wife, Ganga, and years away from his son. No, he thought, his father must have meant this lady. Observing this happening down on earth, Shantanu's father in heaven facepalmed himself. That's all I have for today. In the next episode, we'll continue the story where we'll see how Emperor Shantanu did not actually learn his lesson about prenuptial conditions. I know I'd planned to get to that part of the story in today's episode, but it would have been too lengthy. So I split this up. If you have comments or suggestions, or if there are particular stories you'd like to hear, please do let me know by leaving a comment or a review on the site sfipodcast.com or tweet at sfipodcast. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to the show to get notified automatically of new episodes. Thanks to all of you listeners for your continued support and your feedback. The music is from purpleplanet.com. That's purple-planet.com. I'll see you next time.